Welcome into the breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. This is The Breeze here. I am Jake Bakovin in for DP today, but Haas Tabrisi uh, joining us as usual. Uh, Haas, how are you doing today? Great, man. Happy Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a good day uh, to be alive. NBA playoffs going, getting going. I see you got your Lakers shirt on. Uh, you, are you one of those? That, they've been getting a lot of steam from people starting to believe in them the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been believing him since the 80s. So, uh, <laughs> Even the Smush Parker There's... years there? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Got to love when, when Smush and Kwame are standing side by side with Kobe and he's trying to trying to score 35 points a game. So. <laughs> yeah. There's been some ups and downs, so that's always, uh, that's always fun. But the NBA playoffs are off to a great start. Uh, of course, Major League Baseball in full swing. Uh, but uh, we like to talk a little bit of wrestling here and uh, – I know WrestleMania, um, you know, that was, of course, the big show everybody looks forward to, but even had SmackDown in Lincoln. Were you able to to watch the SmackDown? Did you see how well-represented Lincoln was? No, of course. I actually almost went. Um, just too much going on here in the DMV, but I actually almost went. Uh, wanted to hang out with you guys and DP. So we'll talk about wrestling after the break. want to hear what it was like to be there, to sit so close to, I want to know which entrances were the most electric. We can only hear so much from the TV. So I want to yeah. hear about that. I saw stuff with Coach Rule. And then, you know what? What's going to happen after WrestleMania? So there's a big buildup for WrestleMania. There's supposed to be a big buildup for the Raw after WrestleMania. And I, I it really let me down. It was disappointing. So what's going to happen next? Should we just wait? and not watch wrestling until January, until the Royal Rumble again? Or are there things that we can look forward to? So I want to talk about that after the break. But before that, let's just talk about the NBA. Are there any series that you're really excited about in, in round one? Uh, yeah, especially last night. I think the one that I'm most excited about is is Sacramento um, and Golden State. It's been, I think, since 2006 since Sacramento's been to the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of think back to those Chris Webber, Peja Stojakovic, Vlade Divac teams. Um, really a lot of fun and uh, very well known. Baby. Yeah, yeah, Baby was a good one. Uh, they just, uh, Hito Turkoglu coming in there. They, they, had, they had a lot of good guys in there. Um, and very well known, like almost accepted um, you know, we all as fans complain about referees in certain games, but like the biggest referee complaint might be from uh, what was that the 2002 uh, Lakers King series, where like the <laughs> almost just like NBA fans collectively acknowledge uh, that they tried to get the Lakers over there, which I'm sure you were you were happy with. But um, it was it was great to see the Kings back. Big shot, Rob, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the, I'm not yeah. a Lakers fan. I'm actually a Celtics fan, so we're on opposite ends there. But back then, uh, I that is a shot yeah, no, I will we, never we remember. Definitely don't like the Celtics over here. But <laughs> with, with, so last night, lighting the beam is the thing that Sacramento does, and with Darren Fox, the way he played, and the way that Sacramento is just they they have the best starting five or more, most cohesive starting five, and it showed. Just being able to play together for a long time actually is going to to help them. And they might actually upset Golden State, which which as a three seed, you're saying upset. But they are the defending champs. Uh, the thing about the West is the seeding actually doesn't matter. So the seven seed might be better than the two seed. 
the the Suns might win the whole West. And what's interesting is right after the trade deadline, DP said the Suns are probably the favorite in the West, and I said the Lakers are probably the favorite in the West. And if you were looking at them, there's no KD. He was hurt, and the Lakers were <laughs> 12th or 13th at the time. Yeah. So uh, it's just the West is wide open, which is crazy. For the East, oh, man, uh, I think there's one series to watch in the first round. And, and, and so that was the one last night that was close, and that's Miami, I'm sorry, uh, Cleveland and New York. And, and so the way Brunson dominated that game, I'm sure every Mavs fan is like, come on, why couldn't we <laughs> sign him? Like, our, our team is so different without him. And, and so Jalen Brunson better get some recognition after, after last night. Yeah, and I, th- I think you will. I mean, obviously, you, you do it in New York. Um, it, it's a sh- it's a bigger uh, you know stage to do that on. I mean, I I still I, th- I think that series. I think you're right. That's probably the best one to look at in the East. There, um, you know, Spider Mitchell, one of the best all time NBA uh, playoff scores, uh, and uh, we'll see if he can he can bounce back. But they took that one on the road, so I mean, we'll see. That 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 series has intrigue for me. And then I'm I was very happy, and and you'll you'll you see this through my Celtic lens here. Um, that the Heat are going to be playing the Bucks instead of the Bulls, which it came down to, of course, the Game 8 play-in game there. Um, the Heat, obviously, you know, the Kyle Lowry experiment hasn't worked perfectly, um, but they've got a lot of that roster from a few years ago, uh, now several years ago, <laughs> it seems like, uh, in the bubble where they made that run. Um, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be able to, um, you know, beat Gian- Giannis in this series, but I think they're at least going to test him out a little bit, um, you know, and, and maybe you know, stretch it out five, six games, maybe. So Middleton's health is important, but the Bucks are so deep and that's the difference. Uh, the Bucks really have good depth and they have cohesion and they have the best player in the NBA. I'm sorry. It's not Embiid. It's not Jokic. It's not LeBron. It, it is Giannis. Giannis deserves that recognition. Uh, with the way his game has evolved, he's not just a driver. He's not just a shot blocker. He's not just a dunker. He could shoot. Might take a little more than ten seconds to shoot free throws, but he could shoot. <laughs> um, so, I, I it, the East is is the Bucks to lose. Sorry, Celtics fans, but it's the Bucks to lose. Um, the the series to watch next round will be Celtics Sixers. That's that's going to be the uh, does Doc Rivers get fired or not kind of series. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I am sad too on the, on the West side too. Um, big Toronto Lou fan growing up. Of course, he played for the Lakers a little bit. Played here in Nebraska. He just does. Not, he's just, with that that pairing of Paul George and Kawhi. They're just never healthy uh, for the playoffs. And and here we are again. That matchup should be great between the Suns. Maybe they can still make it a series. Uh, we'll see when PG gets back. But uh, it's just it's kind of frustrating. And and I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't put him in that same conversation like you're saying with Doc Rivers, where uh, you know he's 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 probably not on the borderline of of, of uh, being on the hot seat or anything, but you know the the Clippers sat a long time waiting for Doc Rivers to get it going, and so even maybe that pressure um, might fall a little bit on Tron Lou as well uh, if he can't get it going. But I hope that there's at least enough um, enough recognition from the Clippers brass that uh, he has not had a healthy team going into the playoffs the last couple of years. Well, as a Lakers fan, I can say anything you do in the regular season does not matter. And so uh, I think the Clippers are like 100-0 against the Lakers in the last yeah. 100 games. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It does not matter. It's 17-0. That's what matters. That's the number of championships. So if the Clippers go and win 15 straight championships, they're still inferior to the Lakers. And so 
knowing that there should be no pressure in the in, in LA for the Clippers to win. And and so that's why Ty Tyloo has a longer leash. Yeah. So for the Sixers, it's like, okay, we have we have Maury who came in. We can't get rid of Maury. We like Harden because of Maury and the Houston connection. So the only way to change things, we're not gonna get rid of Embiid, is to change the coach. Yeah. So for, for that, that's part of it. That's a business, and and the business decision would be, I'm not gonna fire myself as a general manager. So then I have to get rid of the coach. It's unfortunate. Doc Rivers is an NBA championship coach with Celtics, but uh, it's just how the NBA works. But it, it is interesting if if the Clippers take one in Phoenix, that series can go seven. Otherwise, it could be a sweep with how good Phoenix is. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and, then, and that's particularly what you watch out for in these. And we, we could talk about the winners and projecting, um, you know, each as as the series move on. But sometimes it is, you know, the difference between job security could be stretching it out to six or seven games or getting swept, uh, as we've seen in the past. And that can that can certainly turn things around. Um, any any thoughts on? I mean, I, I guess you've probably talked about this before, but um, I think it's kind of interesting that the the talk. I know we're in the playoffs here, but the regular season. MVP. A lot of Joel Embiid fans uh, um, feel like this is his year. Jokic winning three in a row. Some people, some people uh, it, it just don't even want to acknowledge what that would do as put as far as putting him into you know a different conversation. Um, but uh, Conan, what are your are your feelings on MVP? So, I think of Jokic as a Tim Duncan type player, and with that, I just don't like watching him. Um, it's not, he's not fun, Yeah. uh, but he's really good and really fundamental and, and, and does the right things for his team to win. The MVP is a regular season award. So that's why Jokic is there. But in the playoffs, you can scheme around him. You can pick on him on defense. You can't pick on Embiid as much and you definitely can't pick on Giannis on defense. And so overall, it's not even close. The defensive play by Giannis makes him far superior. So Giannis is easily the MVP for me. Best record, best team. You could say, well, uh, Jokic didn't play for a good amount in the last part of the year, and that's why Denver kept losing. Okay, fine. But the West is a lot easier, in my opinion, this year than the top of the East. And with that, then then the best player on the best team should get the MVP. And he won't. Unfortunately, he won't. It's going to go to Embiid. But yeah. Giannis is my MVP. Yeah, I mean, he, and he almost has fallen into that category of, you know, he, he could win it every year, and you almost use, you know, even previous stats against him, or, you know, LeBron or Mick, they always they always argue LeBron or Michael Jordan, you know, would have won several MVPs, several more MVPs, uh, if we weren't already like past the amazement of who they were and what they were accomplishing out there. So I think I think you're right. I think Giannis is right in there, and I do, you know, as a Celtics fan, have to admit. I think the Bucks are the team to beat. I know they've got the number one seed, so that makes some sense. As you mentioned before, seeding doesn't always, um, you know, dictate the favorites there. But um, I definitely fear the deer <laughs> if I'm the Celtics. But I'd love to get through the 76ers first, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the second round of the East will be fun to watch. The first round of the West will be fun to watch, where every lower seed could win. The Wolves could beat Denver. The Wolves... The T-Wolves are actually really good. Uh, I mean, they showed that against OKC. They showed that against the Lakers in the playing game. Now that they have Towns back, they're really good. Uh, I mean, I wish they didn't punch things or punch players. <laughs> right. But, like, 
losing two really good defensive players now go bears back um for for your first playing game that's that's pretty rough but with that said it took overtime for the lakers to beat them so either the lakers aren't that good or the t-wolves are actually that good and and so with with their young talent with conley there with with towns there i i think they can handle denver and don't be surprised when they beat Denver because they have the people to guard Jokic. They have the people to guard their guards. Um, I don't know how much of a shocker it is, but the T-Wolves will, will play in the second round, and they'll probably play the Suns, in my opinion. Well, that's that's definitely calling a shot. I I, I know the Nuggets are the favorite here, um, but it's, it almost kind of gets into that because of what we're talking about with Jokic here. Kind of gets in that that Purdue upset conversation when they're in the in the NCAA tournament, where it's like, yeah, they're a one seed, but they always lose. They always, you know, you almost expect them to disappoint in the postseason. And again, that's kind of what's circling around Jokic and uh, the MVP conversation, or just in general is lack of, of, of playoff success. Now, I'm, I'm excited for Denver to finally have Jamal Murray uh, healthy because that's a guy with, with uh, ice in his veins. I mean, there's a lot of better players than him, um, but there aren't a whole lot of better guys that I would pick to, to take a, a big shot late because um, Jamal Murray, even going back to his days in Kentucky, uh, I, li- I like him. I trust him with the ball in his hands. So, um, well, th- I mean, that's part of it too is finally getting a little bit of a, a healthy nuggets. But uh, to your point, I think – I I I I, I it, it's it's I, I'd be surprised but not shocked if the Timberwolves won won that series. I mean, the the difference maker of the series is the altitude. It, it's sorry to say it, but the home court advantage is the difference maker. Yeah. So other than that, <laughs> I don't think Denver, I don't think Denver's going to beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. With with the other games though, so two seven, everyone is saying how great the Lakers are. Memphis is a a tough matchup. The only thing that's helping the Lakers is the injury to the bigs. So without Adams, um, and I'm forgetting their backup center's name right now, but without him, Jaron Jackson's the only big. So if Jaron Jackson ever gets in foul trouble, Anthony Davis is going to eat all day and and get 38 and 10 and 38 and 15. So yeah, Jaws hard to guard, and and D'Angelo Russell doesn't really play defense, so I don't see him ever being near Morant. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's true. But Memphis, as a two seed, they were there for a reason. They were almost a one seed at some point. The Lakers are at the bottom. I know they 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 have the best record probably since the trade deadline, or second best record overall, best record in the West. Um, it, they they don't know each other, so they just met. That matters. Now every time every game they play, they, they just started playing with LeBron. The, uh, so with that, the, the chemistry, that, that, that might be an issue. And if the, if, if the Lakers can get it to six or seven, then they'll win the series. Otherwise, it's Memphis's series. Memphis might win it in five. I'm just fascinated by it. Like, I, <laughs> as a Lakers fan, like Rob Palenka's built a team to win the title. Um, but, I mean, his GM, it, it seems to be either really good or uh, seemingly pretty destructive. What do you think of Palenka in general as a GM? Do you, I mean, if I'm, th- if I'm asking you five years down the line, do you want Palenka as, as the GM? It's just, it's so strange because he, he literally won a title. Um, and I don't know if he, I, I know people put an asterisk or call it a Mickey Mouse championship or whatever, um, but it's a, it's a title and, and they played the tournament and they got the win. Um, but I always found even putting that team together, 
kind of strange. It seemed like LeBron, the GM, had a, maybe a hand in it. Maybe not. Well, th- that's the thing. It's like with WWE. Is it Vince McMahon running the show or is it Triple H? Yeah. And so when, oh, that's a LeGM move and that's why it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> or he bought his, he was able to convince his boys to come over and this is what happens. So the Anthony Davis move, it's amazing when he's healthy and it's terrible when he's not. So whose fault is that? I don't know. But it got them a championship, and it, it, if he's healthy, he will get them another championship. The moves at this deadline was A++. Oh, yeah. So to be able to take no shooting, no defense, just square pegs going into round holes, people that commanded the ball and, and really did not have effort for a coach that, that emphasizes effort and, and really loves defense, and to change those pieces to bring in shooters, defenders, chemistry guys, team guys. That that took a lot and all it cost was a first round pick. It only cost one first round pick. So all the rumors were oh the Lakers have to give up both the 2027 and the 2029 pick. It only cost one. So that means this offseason they can do more. And they can do more. Now if they can keep the team together, that 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 would be great. Keep Austin Reeves, keep Russell, keep Vanderbilt, keep Beasley. Then, then you have a solid nucleus, and you can just go add a piece or two here and there. But yeah. to me, you put shooters around LeBron, the Lakers are going to be very strong. If you don't put shooters around LeBron, then LeBron and AD have to shoot. And when LeBron and AD have to shoot, LeBron is a 60% free throw shooter this year and less than 30% three-point shooter. And AD finally has changed his game where he's like, you know what? My job is to go eat next to the basket. Anything away from that, I'm not doing. And that's where his game has evolved. Yeah. The other thing that AD's done, AD, anytime he had a little injury, he would go out for a while. Anytime he had a medium injury, he would go out for a while. He's changed. I don't know what's changed. I don't know who, who he's around or what it is, but I've seen him massively sprain an ankle in the last couple of weeks. And like he, he's like, okay, all right, season's over. And then all of a sudden he's back. And then all of a sudden he goes into beast mode. So I don't know what's shifted. I don't know if it's the medical staff, the medicine, the the mental toughness coaches, whatever it is. I I recognize that and that's greatness right there for AD. I'm proud of it. That 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 is a difference maker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and like you said, I mean, it, it makes a complete difference of of where this is and why the seeding matters maybe a little bit re- less. I am interested too. I think this is kind of um, from both sides the D'Angelo Russell tryout period we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, maybe the regular season doesn't matter so much, but to really gel and see how he does in these playoffs maybe depends on on how much the Lakers go after him again uh, here in this off season. It just depends on the price. So Austin Reeves might be more valuable and dp wouldn't agree dp dp loves playmakers on offense because defensive players are replaceable so vanderbilt's replaceable reeves is replaceable well reeves was becoming the number two guy when lebron was hurt reeves was playing the pick and roll with ad when lebron was hurt there's a reason for that so he's not just a caruso who would take four charges and guard the best guy. He's the offensive version of that. And so with that, it's just hard because he's not fast and so on and so forth. But he's a constant and one. And and so with with him back for the Lakers, with his ability to always give the ball to LeBron, 
So that was the difference. Westbrook, would, who, who still, in my opinion, is a great player, wanted to go do things, and he would take the ball away from LeBron, take the ball away from AD. LeBron is now allowing AD, maybe not the last three games, allowing AD to go be AD. Reeves is allowing LeBron and AD to be them also. And knowing that, that in itself is a major, major feat. There's too many egos in the NBA. And, and so if you just play within yourself and, and do your job, that's what, that's what Austin Reeves does. That's what uh, Brown does. That's what uh, Vanderbilt does. Russell's starting to do it. Schroeder really does it well. And so that's why the Lakers are a cohesive unit. Yeah, I, I, I really do like Schroeder. I know he's uh, missed out on a big contract before, but I like how he's playing, so he's a good piece to him too. Um, but uh, I just love the, the playoffs in general too as, as you know, kind of even step, taking a step back from the season as a whole, there's, there's no massive um, – super team and the super team era is kind of fun because then you can have all all time arguments, but I love a playoffs. Like we're going into this one. Um, yeah, there's favorites. Yeah, there's teams that, that more easily could see kind of uh, hoisting the trophy at the end. But it, it does. It feels kind of like anybody's ball game. Uh, at least half the teams in the playoffs can could could make a run. Yeah, no, spot on. The parody's great, and you can easily pick 10 teams to win the championship. So uh, looking forward to, to today's games, and, and from there, just what will happen in the second round. Uh, we'll see if my... My upset prediction of the T-Wos beating the Nugget comes true. That's the only thing I'm solid about. Everything else <laughs> on the bigger games, the harder games, uh, you, it's it's a toss-up for for the Suns Clippers. It's a toss-up for for T uh, for the Lakers and the Nuggets, and it's a toss-up. It is actually a toss-up for Sacramento Golden State. Yeah. So. Yeah. That looks like the, the NBA will be fun. We better we're up against it. We better take a break here. Uh, when we get back, well, let's talk some wrestling. Of course, uh, SmackDown uh, visited uh, Lincoln, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But again, post WrestleMania, especially Raw after WrestleMania, great. Raw after WrestleMania, not so much. So uh, we'll dive into that next year on the Breeze. You're listening to on, on 93.7 The Ticket.